Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim Amram Ram Goldar and the Mesechus Baba Kama Daf Mem Zayin, the fifth parak Shorsha Nagach Hasapara. So the three tops we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah taught that where a pregnant cow gored an ox, and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the attack or afterwards, half damages can be collected from the cow and quarter damages from the offspring. The Gemara on the previous stuff asked that since the cow is a tum, how can three quarters of the total damages be collected? Rabbi ultimately interprets the Mishnah. If the cow is here and available for collection, the half damages are collected from the cow. If the cow is not here to be collected, then quarter damages may be collected from the offspring. Since it's unknown if the offspring was born beforehand, only half of the half damages may be collected from it. Thus, the mission means that either half damages or quarter damages may be collected, not both. The damages may be collected from offspring that was inside the mother when it's damaged reflects Rava's ruin. Parsha Hazika Gova Mavlada, if the Tum cow damaged, he may collect from its offspring because Kufahi, it was part of the cow's body. In contrast, if a chicken damaged, he cannot collect from its egg because Pirsha Ba'amahu, it's a mere secretion and not part of its body. Point number two, the next mission states, If a potter brought his pots into a homeowner's courtyard without permission, and the homeowner's animal damaged the pots, he is potted from paying, and if the animal is harmed by the pots, the potter is liable. But if he brought them in with permission, and they are broken, the courtyard's owner is liable. The same laws are taught for bringing in produce or an animal. Rebbe says, In all these cases, the Baalbais is not liable for property damage in his rishus unless he accepts it to guard it. The court initially assumes that according to the Rabbanan, that the homeowner's granting permission to bring pots into his courtyard amounts to agreeing to pay for damages to the pots. The potter similarly agrees to pay for his pots damaging the homeowner's animals. Based on this, Rabbi Zera says that the mission which contains contradictory implications if the Rabbanan argue with Rebbe reflects differing opinions. Rava says, according to the Rabbanan, the homeowner's permission is an acceptance to pay for any damages to the pots, even from outside forces like wind, whereas the pot accepts no responsibility at all for the homeowner's property. And point number three, the Mishnah taught that if the homeowner's animal is harmed by produce brought in without rishus, the produce's owner is chayv. Rava said that this is only shehuchuchabehen, where the animal slipped on it. But if the animal ate the produce and died from overeating, he's putted because it should not have eaten. Tosos explains that one is not high where the animal brought the harm upon itself. Rub is challenged from a price which teaches that if someone placed poison before someone's animal, which it ate and died, pater midine adam, he's pater from the laws of men, meaning he's not compelled to pay the chai bedine shamai, but he is chai under the laws of heaven, meaning he's morally obligated to pay. This implies that only regarding poison, which an animal does not usually eat, is he pater from paying, but for normal food, he would be chai. The Gemara answers that although he would also be putter for produce, the Brites had discussed poison to teach that even with poison, he's liable to be dinishamayim. Alternatively, the Brites is discussing afratza, a poisonous plant which animals would naturally eat. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah taught that where a pregnant cow gored an ox, and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the attack or afterwards, half damages can be collected from the cow and quarter damages from the offspring. The Gemara on the previous stuff asked that since the cow is a tum, how can three quarters of the total damages be collected? Rava ultimately interprets the Mishnah. If the cow is here and available for collection, the half damages are collected from the cow. If the cow is not here to be collected, then quarter damages may be collected from the offspring. Since it's unknown if the offspring was born beforehand, 
only half of the half damages may be collected from it. Thus, the Mishnah means that either half damages or quarter damages may be collected, not both. The damages may be collected from offspring that was inside the mother when it's damaged reflects Rava's ruin. Parsha Hazika Gova Mavrada, if the tum cow damaged, he may collect from its offspring because Gufahi, it was part of the cow's body. In contrast, if a chicken damaged, he cannot collect from its egg because Pirshabahamahu, it's a mere secretion and not part of its body. Pointing it to the next mission states, If a potter brought his pots into a homeowner's courtyard without permission, and the homeowner's animal damaged the pots, he is potted from paying, and if the animal is harmed by the pots, the potter is liable. But if he brought them in with permission, and they are broken, the courtyard's owner is liable. The same laws are taught for bringing in produce or an animal. Rebbe says, In all these cases, the Baalbais is not liable for property damage in his rishus unless he accepts it to guard it. The court initially assumes that according to the Rabbanan, that the homeowner's granting permission to bring pots into his courtyard amounts to agreeing to pay for damages to the pots. The potter similarly agrees to pay for his pots damaging the homeowner's animals. Based on this, Rabbi Zera says that the mission which contains contradictory implications if the Rabbanan argue with Rabbi reflects differing opinions. Rava says, according to the Rabbanan, the homeowner's permission is an acceptance to pay for any damages to the pots, even from outside forces like wind, whereas the potter accepts no responsibility at all for the homeowner's property. And point number three, the Mishnah taught that if the homeowner's animal was harmed by produce brought in without rishus, the produce's owner is chayv. Rava said that this is only shehuchuchabahen, where the animal slipped on it. But if the animal ate the produce and died from overeating, he's putted because it should not have eaten. Tosos explains that one is not high where the animal brought the harm upon itself. Rav is challenged from a price which teaches that if someone placed poison before someone's animal, which it ate and died, pater midine adam, he's pater from the laws of men, meaning he's not compelled to pay the chai bedine shemai, but he is high under the laws of heaven, meaning he's morally obligated to pay. This implies that only regarding poison, which an animal does not usually eat, is he pater from paying, but for normal food, he would be chayiv. The Gemara answers that although he would also be putter for produce, the Bryce to discuss poison to teach that even with poison, he's liable to be dinishamayim. Alternatively, the Bryce is discussing afratza, a poisonous plant which animals would naturally eat. All right, so now we go to our Simon Daf Mem Zion, and our standard Simon is a maze, a maze. So here goes. The maze owner's cow that gored an ox and ran into the maze with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or quarter damages, broke some pots and replaced her by a potter who had rishos to enter, and then died from overeating produce that was put there by someone who wasn't allowed to be there, but still didn't have to pay. So once again, it's a motion. The maize owner's cow, maize, that must be more duff, mem zion. The maize owner's cow that gored an ox and ran into the maize with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or quarter damages, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that where a pregnant cow gored an ox and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the attack or afterwards, if the cow is here, then half damages can be collected from the cow. And if the cow is not here, then quarter damages can be collected from the offspring. So the maize owner's cow that gored an ox and ran into the maize with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or 
or quarter damages, broke some pots and were placed there by a potter who had rishos to enter, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, If a potter brought his pots into a homeowner's courtyard without rishos, and the homeowner's animal damaged the pots, he's potter from paying, and if the animal is harmed by the pots, the potter is chayev. But if he brought them in with permission and they were broken, the courtyard's owner is liable. The same laws are taught for bringing in produce or an animal. Rebbe says, In all these cases, the homeowner is not high for property damage in his domain unless he accepts it to guard it. So the maize owner's cow that gored an ox and ran into a maze with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or quarter damages, broke some pots that were placed there by a potter who had rishos to enter, and then died from overeating produce that was put there by someone who wasn't allowed to be there, but still didn't have to pay, which reminds us. The mission taught that if the homeowner's animal is harmed by produce brought in without permission, the produce's owner is liable. Ravis said that this is only where the animal slipped on the produce, but if the animal ate the produce and died from overeating, he is put because it should not have eaten so much. Tosus explains that one is not high where the animal brought the harm upon itself. So once again, the maize owners cowed the gordon ox and ran into the maize with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or quarter damages, broke some pots and replaced there by a potter who had rishos to enter, and then died from overeating produce that was put there by someone who wasn't allowed to be there, but still didn't have to pay. All right, so now it's time for Four Blabach Hazara. Daf Mem Gimel. So the Simmer Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes. The Baal who bought a subscription to Nazikin Magazine. Magazine? That must mean we're in Daf Mem Gimel. The Baal who bought a subscription to Nazikin Magazine with some of the Mevrados he received, which reminds us, Rapapa explains the Torah Zixa de Mevrados Rabal. The Torah awarded the value of the offspring to the husband, meaning, meaning the one from whom the woman conceived, Afil Ba'aleheb Aznus, even if he had relations with her out of wedlock and was not her husband. This is because the Torah used the term Baal Isha, the husband of the woman, the word Baal implying relations. So the Baal who bought a subscription to Nazikin magazine with some of the Demevrados he received, finished reading that a shore that kills a slave of Ben Khorin without Kavana gets to live, and his owner is putter from paying Shoshim Shkalim and Kofer, which reminds us, Rishwakish said, Shor Shehemi says the Evich Loba Kavana, if an ox killed a slave, unintentionally, where the ox is not killed, the owner is patr from paying through Rishkon because the Torah wrote, he shall pay its master and the ox shall be stoned, implying that the two laws are interdependent. Rabbi said the same regarding Kofer. If an ox killed a free person unintentionally, he is exempt from paying Kofer. There too, the Torah juxtaposed the two laws teaching that wherever the ox is not killed, the owner does not pay Kofer. So the Baal who bought a subscription to Nazikin magazine with some of the Demevrados he received, finished reading that a shore that kills a slave of Ben Khorin without Kavana gets to live, and his owner is putter from paying Shoshim Shkalim and Kofer, and was engrossed in an article discussing whether damages are paid for unintentionally killing by fire, which reminds us the more discusses if damages are paid for unintentionally killing by fire. Daf Mem Dalad, so the Simon Daf Mem Dalad is mud. So here goes. The ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall. Mud? That must mean we're on Daf Mem Dalad. The ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed and killed a Jew, which reminds us, the next mission states, If an ox was rubbing itself against a wall and it collapsed onto a person and killed him, or if an ox intended to kill an animal, a goy, or a non-viable baby, and instead killed a viable Jew, it is putter. There's malchok as whether an ox is liable for unintentional damages when it injures a person. So the ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed 
and killed a Jew, and then got so angry that it got all muddy that it attempted to gore someone to death, but accidentally killed someone else, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught, that an ox which intended to kill an animal and killed a person is exempt from being stoned. This implies that if it had tended to kill a Jew and killed a different Jew, it is stoned. The Mishnah disagrees with Rabbi Shimon, who said, Even if it intended to kill this Jew, and instead killed another, it's patr, because the Torah said, The ox shall be stoned, and the owner shall also die. This juxtaposition teaches, As the laws are regarding the owner's death, so are the laws regarding the ox's death. So the ox had rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed and killed a Jew, and then got so angry that it got all muddy that it attempted to gore someone to death, but accidentally killed someone else, turned out to be an ownerless ox which isn't killed, which reminds us, there's some alchokas if an ownerless ox that kills a Jew is killed, Rav Huna says. The Ryud exempted the ox, afil nagach ubasov hiktish, even where it gored and he subsequently was maktishet, nagach ubasov hifkir, or it gored and he subsequently was mafkaret. Daf mem hey, so the simmer daf mem hey is manishtana. So here goes. When the little boy of the city who asked, why is it different, why is it different, manishtana, that must be on daf mem hey. When the little boy of the Seder asked, why is it different for a Shomer to return an ox after it was condemned, which reminds us, a Bryson teaches that if a Shomer was guarding an ox when it killed someone, he can return it before its sentence to avoid paying for it since it's currently a valuable ox. If he returned after it was condemned, the Tanakhama says, in a mochsar, it's not considered return because it's now worthless. But Rabbi Yaakov says it's considered return. Rabbi says they argue about if basing can rule on the case of an ox, not in its presence. So a little boy, the Seder who asked, why is it different for a Shomer turn an ox after it was condemned, was interrupted by his brother who went ahead and read about the four Shomrim, who are Niknesu Tachas Abalim, which reminds us, Bryce elaborates on the Mishnah and Daf Mem Dalad on the base. Arba Niknesu Tachas Abalim, four people take the owner's place to be liable for an animal's damages, and they are the Shomer Chinam, a Shoel, a Nosei Sachar, and a Socher, an unpaid Shomer, a borrower, a paid Shomer, and a renter. If the ox killed, then a tum would be killed and no kofar is paid. If it's a muad, now Ragi Mushalman is a kofar. The ox is killed and the shomer pays kofar, and must return the ox's value to its owner, except for a shomer chinam, who was potter. So when the little boy the Seder asked, why is it different for a shomer to return an ox after it was condemned, was interrupted by his brother who went ahead and read about the four shomrim, who are Niknesu Takazabalim. Their father stood up holding a knife and said, he would guard proper behavior at the table, just like he would guard a muad. Which reminds us, Gamor brings some alchokas about the level of shmira required for tam and muad. Rebbe says, Enel shmira al-sakin. A muad has no sufficient guarding except the knife of shechita, and he's liable for damages even when he guarded it in a superior way. Daf Memvav, so the similar Daf Memvav is a cow that goes moo. So here goes. The owner of the mooing ox, mooing ox, that must be more in Daf Memvav, moo. The owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow gourd with the dead cow fetus by its side, told the owner of the fetus, Hamotzim Lechavero, Olivaraya, which reminds us, the fifth parak begins, If an ox scored a cow and its fetus was found dead at its side, and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the ox scored it, and the ox's owner is not responsible, or if it gave birth after the ox scored it, causing the loss of the fetus, he pays chasin nezik for the cow and ravin nezik for the fetus. This mission reflects the opinion of Sumkas who holds, Man whose ownership is inherently in doubt is divided by the two parties. But the chamim hold, Zekhal Gadol Badin, this is a great rule in judgment. Hamosim Mechavero, Olivaraya.
So the owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow, a gourd of the dead cow fetus, by its side, told the owner of the fetus, Hamotzi Mechavero, Olavaraya, which is a call Gadol Bedin, which reminds us, us why the principle of Hamotzi Mechavero Olavaraya is called Klal Gadol Bedin, a great rule in judgment. It first answers that it teaches Dafil Nizak Omer Bari, Umazik Omer Shema, that even if the victim says, you're definitely liable, and the damage only says, I'm possibly exempt, the victim cannot collect without proof. And we also learn that in Holchin B'mamun Acharov, we don't go after the majority in monetary matters. So the owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow, a gourd of the dead cow fetus, by its side, told the owner of the fetus, Hamotzi Mechavero, Alavaraya, which is and is based on Svora, like someone sick, going to a doctor, which reminds us, Ravashi says that Hamotzi Mechavero Avaraya is a Svora. It's simple logic, that one suffering from pain goes to a doctor to be cured. Similarly, anyone attempting to litigate a claim against his fellow must substantiate his claim to based in. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn that Hamotzi Mechavero Avaraya is called Gadol Bedin? That's on Duff. Membav. Good number two. Which of the one Rabbi Shimon holds that if an ox intended to kill one Jew and it killed another, the ox is not liable for death? That's on Duff. Memdod. Good number three. Which Duff do you know about the level of guarding required for a Tam and Muad? And Rabbi Eliezer says the only shmir for a Muad is a knife. That's on Duff. Memhei. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn that one is not a chive when someone's animal overeats and dies from produce that was not permitted to be in the Baalabai, says Chatzir, that's on Dav? Memzine. Good number five. Which stuff do we learn a woman's kofar is given to her hairs, that's on Dav? Membeis. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss what the din is in a case of an ox that gored a cow and a cow fetus was found by its side, that's on Dav? Memvav. Good number seven. Which stuff do you have Makos regarding a shomer returning an ox after it's condemned to death? That's on Dav. Memhei. Good number eight. Which stuff do we discuss what the halakha is when a potter who had rishus to enter a courtyard and his pots were broken by the homeowner's animal? That's on Dav. Memzain. Good number nine. Which stuff do we learn? The Rebbe Yezir says, we learn from the Pasuk, Naki, that the owner of a tam is pater from paying. Chatzinezik. That's on Dav. Memov. Good. And number 10. Wish that they were in a pregnant cow that Gordon ox and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the attack or afterwards. Half damages can be collected from the cow or quarter damages from the offspring. That's on Dove. Memzine. Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is everybody. Ram Goldhar from Zichru wishing you a great day and great learning.